You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe Clark. How are you doing today? I am doing well, thank you, Richard. Very well. It is great to be chatting with you again today. And uh, for our listeners, a big surprise today. We've got a guest joining us for the very first time on Homegrown Faith. So I'd love to welcome our good friend, Sam Hilton. Sam, welcome. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Joe. It's, uh, I, I, I think I am the first you are the first guest on 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 this <laughs> podcast, which is very exciting. I feel very privileged to be here. Yeah, it's so good. Sam is uh, works alongside Joe and myself in the HBC staff team. Um, currently in the role of uh, the pastor for magnification. Um, yeah, encouraging our church to glorify God with their whole lives. Yeah. Um, is that a fair description, Sam? That is a very fair description. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> good. Yep. And. Uh, and you're a listener to Homegrown Faith as well. I do, I do listen, and uh, and I kind of binge listen. So yeah. <laughs> I, I don't tune in every week, but when I listen, I'll listen to like four episodes all at one go. Man, that's a lot of Joe and Richard. Yeah, yeah don't you get sick of it? <laughs> no, I kind of love it. I get into the rhythm of it. Good. <laughs> and what have you been up to, Sam? Uh, well, we're in lockdown, as you know. Yes. Um, so we've been doing a whole bunch of different things, lots of homeschooling, uh, which is, uh, yeah, my wife Prue does a lot of that. She's doing a great job of that. Um, and uh, I just bought online, I bought a new pair of earpods for my wife Prue because uh, <laughs> her last earpods, she actually cooked one of them. In the oven? In the oven. She didn't mean to. I'm glad she didn't mean to. Ear while she was cooking and listening to a podcast and she often only listens to one, like she, she'll she often only have one in her ear anyway and so she didn't really notice. And um, and then when she pulled the pumpkin out of the oven, she's like, <laughs> what is that? And then realised that there was this kind of gooey mess that was once an earplug um, that no longer... Yeah, so I bought her a new pair of them today. Nice. So here's yes. the ultimate question when it comes to this. What did you do with the pumpkin? Well, it was it was like pumpkin pieces. So it was just little okay. dices of pumpkin. So it was kind of like sitting there next to the dices of pumpkin as a okay. really black version of pumpkin. <laughs> okay. So the pumpkin was still good. Yeah, it was still fine. Yeah. <laughs> excellent. There's no excellent. problem with that at all. Well, my news is also cooking related. I just have to tell you I have acquired a new skill. So uh, <laughs> Mel, Mel Heinsen, who listens to the podcast, she um, cooks with cast iron. She's a next level cook. And so I needed a new saucepan. And so she was like, Joe, you need to get on this level. Mm. She showed me how to use it. And she gave me one of her pans that she had, an excess one. And I thought, all right, I think I've got a handle on it. I'm going to buy one of my own. It arrives. Turns out there's this whole seasoning the pan process you have to do. Yeah, oh, that's and right. And so <laughs> I watched the YouTube video and I'm not exaggerating. 10 to 15 times while I was doing this because essentially you put it in the oven at 80 degrees, wax, the wax melts off. You wipe off the wax, then you scour the thing, wipe it in oil, put it in the oven for two hours, take it out, scour it again, oil, oven, scour, oil, oven, and you do it three or four times and then you do stovetop seasoning three or four times. It was insane. I spent basically all day Saturday on the pan and I thought only in lockdown would I be able to devote (laughs) this much time to one piece of metal. (laughs) 
That is a lot of work to be. Why don't, why don't they do that for you and then sell it to you? Well, this is the crazy thing, Sam. You asked the right question. Turns out I could have bought a pre-seasoned pan. There you go. <laughs> I should have been. I should no. have been more careful in my then, purchase. Then you wouldn't have had that experience, Joe, and uh, you wouldn't have that sat- satisfaction of seeing a really well-seasoned sort of non-stick cast iron <laughs> yeah. pan. Yeah. I think this is where you being a, a chef and me not like a chef style person, mm-hmm. I was like, great, I've got my pan. It's just wasted Saturday. <laughs> no, no, no anyway. trust me, you will, you will enjoy that. That is so <laughs> so great. I'm well done for uh, seasoning the pan. Okay. Oh, no problem. Thank you for the encouragement. What about you, Richard? Uh, look, I thought I'd share with our listeners some very exciting home uh, maintenance news, which I know they enjoy, um, <laughs> and that is I uh, cleaned the gutters on the weekend. Now, what really happened is that I was up there just dusting off some sticks and leaves like I normally do, but um, noticed uh, some plants growing out of the gutter through the gutter guard. Oh, no. like, and so I thought, man, that can't be good to have plants, like a little hanging garden of Babylon around the <laughs> top of my house. And I thought, well, how am I going to get that out? Because the gutter guard is quite, um, you know, blocks it all off. It's a, gr- it's a mesh across drilled in and uh, screwed in. And so... There was nothing for it. I had to uh, buy a little tool, a little quarter-inch uh, roofing tool. Uh, I had to pull up about 100 screws and peel back this grate oh, and uh, no. this, this mesh and reach in, and there were like lumps of moss and plants with roots and everything sitting there and just sort of drag these out and then a uh, bit of high-pressure spray and then screwing back 100 screws to get this mesh down and it was like, Wow, that's a COVID project. That's a whole day thing there. So wow. I, I no longer have a lovely moss garden in my See, this gutter. is a this is a Rankin Park problem, Richard. <laughs> right. Because you, in Mayfield, I don't have any trees overhanging. You even have my a roof. tree within eyesight of your place, Sam. <laughs> I, I have trees within eyesight of my place. Yes, but uh, but nothing that overhangs our roof. Whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's There's right. There's no chance of me uh, getting a hanging garden, garden of Babylon <laughs> in my uh, gutters. Yeah, yeah. That's what my, life is like out my way. My question is, though, at the end, Richard, did you feel this like deep sense of satisfaction or did you feel the sinking realisation that you're going to have to do that again sometime? Oh, I don't know. Mm. I have moderate satisfaction. I've got a strategy with um, high-pressure cl- hose cleaning and, and stuff and, and that I think nice. that I can avoid this. Okay. Uh, but, but I felt a deep appreciation for roofers and just how I can, <laughs> next time I meet a roofer, I'll be like, man, just respect, mate. <laughs> what you do up there, that's hard work. <laughs> a hero's job. It is. It's a job for heroes. So, we, could uh, con- <laughs> we could continue talking about this. Yeah. Um, but uh, how about we head to Jeremiah? What do you reckon? Sounds great. Sam, sounds like he's yes. getting into it. Yeah, well, um, I think I had kind of prepared myself for being in Jeremiah during this period of time anyway. I thought that I would be preaching a fair bit through this time, but um, with lockdown, we just got one preacher per week, so I'm not actually doing heaps. But Mm. what I did was I picked up the Time with God Mm. that has been produced by Hunter Bible Church. I think Mm. you can jump online, hunterbiblechurch.org slash resources, and it's Mm. there. Mm. Um, Do you want to explain what that is for our listeners, Sam? It's basically just a little Bible reading guide mm-hmm. um, that helps you to kind of work through books of the Bible. And so 
the maturity team here at Hunter Bible Church has produced a number of these over the years. I think this is probably one of the best ones that oh. we have produced. I quite like this one. I'm glad mm. to hear that. Yeah, and mm. that's excellent because neither Joe or I wote it. So um, mm. it's, uh, mm. we yes. can uh, I think the kudos that goes to uh, someone else on the team. That's mm. right, just the anonymous work of ministry. That's but, right. Um, yeah, so tell us, what, what are you up to? What did you... Uh, what are you enjoying in your current reading? Well, um, I've got up to Jeremiah 7. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's been good. So I read that this morning uh, according to day 13 of the uh, you know time with God. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, Jeremiah is filled with lots of judgment and lots of this is going to happen to you, and uh, and sometimes I think that you can actually fall into the trap of thinking that God is a bit harsh. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think this the chapters that I've read the last couple of days have kind of helped me to realize just how serious the issues were in Israel at the time. Yeah. Mm. Um. And one of the things that really stood out to me was just how much God hates false religion. Mm. So in Chapter 7, the big issue is uh, they're going to the temple and they're trusting in all of their temple worship. Um, And so in verse 3 and 4, it says, This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says, Correct your ways and your actions, and I will allow you to live in this place. Do not trust deceitful words chanting, This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. And so what they're doing is they're going to the temple, but it doesn't actually change their behavior throughout the week. Mm. Um, It hasn't changed the nation in any way, shape, or form. Mm. Um, And they're actually acting unjustly towards the resident alien, the the fatherless, the widow. Mm. Um, There's innocent blood being shed. Uh, They're following after other gods, uh, so on and so forth. And so this false religion um, is really a guise for for evil in some Mm. ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was quite um, stark. And mm. I think one one of the things I've been thinking about o- over um, since I've been doing magnification is how do you turn what you know about God into praise of God? Mm. Um, mm. Good question. And so, you know, some people put it as how do you turn theology into doxology? Um, and I think that's been helpful as I've kind of been reading through the book of Jeremiah and going, okay, well, what do I know about God here? Um, well, I know that he hates false religion. Mm. Um, and I actually want to praise him for that. Mm. That he's not into, um, yeah, just our kind of, uh, he's not into uh, to, to people being fake in their expression um, of of their religion or of what mm. they believe, mm. um, that's really good. And then going about and thinking about other things. Mm. So, and Romans six kind of came to mind. 
He says, he says in verse 10 of chapter 7, he says, Then do you come, stand before me in this house that bears my name, and say, We are rescued so we can do, continue doing all these detestable acts. And I was like, mm. oh, that's Romans 6. That's like, yeah. what should we say then? Should we, you know, after he's talked about grace, what mm. should we say then? Should we continue in sin so that grace may multiply? Absolutely no. not. Yeah. Yeah. So you're seeing a link there with between Jeremiah 7 verse 10 where people are, and, are, are overconfident. Yeah. And connecting that to Romans 6. Yeah. Romans 6, where, the, where you can actually be overconfident in grace mm. and yeah. not think that that's actually going to shape or change your life. Mm. That's really cool. I love the way you've uh, taken a, a point, an observation point from Jeremiah 7 and, and, like you say, turn that into a reason to praise God. Um, mm. I think that's a really mm. good exercise or a good thing to practice in our Bible mm. reading. And, and I do think it's something that um, your the concept of not celebrating the empty praise of God and instead calling it out as false is something that our world would say is the right thing to do as well. And mm. so it could even be a mission thing where we say, yeah, God isn't on about false religion. He's on about the true worship of him. And yeah, that's you know, right. I, I think that makes sense to more than Christians. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a really interesting point, Sam. Yeah, so it's been good. It's been good oh. to get into um, the book of Jeremiah and yeah. um, read through those passages. And I find that that question, how does what I know about God from this passage turn to praise of God, I think mm. that's quite helpful and it shapes my my prayers um, mm. after reading some pretty heavy passages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Wow. Well, we could talk. We, we could keep talking about this for a while, but um, we are quickly running out of time. Richard, have you been reading something interesting? I'm always reading something interesting, Joe. And uh, this. <laughs> I wish week... I could say that. I love that you can say that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> You'll catch me on week when it doesn't happen. But yeah. uh, at the moment, I'm preparing for an event where I'm trying to um, teach uh, our church some area in the area of um, well, pornography and like how to be pure online. And mm. so I picked up a little book um, by Vaughan Roberts, who we've mentioned on this podcast, I think, uh, a number of times. Uh, mm. This one's called The Porn Problem. It's in the, that little series mm. of the Talking Points books. And it's just like, uh, you know, 60 or 70 uh, pages of a very small book about the issue of porn. And um, as always with Vaughan Roberts, just really succinct, clear, biblical, uh, grace-focused. Mm. Mm. Um, but the uh, thing I picked up, I think, you know, when I'm trying to read on books, I try and pick up one or two things. One thing that was really helpful is the way he pointed out that um, going to look at pornography is not always a lust problem. It can often be just a strategy for dealing with unpleasant emotions. Unpleasant emotions, mm. you you use this as a, an escape, um, a relief. And so just to, uh, to quote here, um, he says, uh, when you wrap yourself in the cocoon of your fantasies and experience the adrenaline rush that porn can bring, you can leave the harsh world of reality behind with the hurtful feelings it generates. Instead, you can enter a world in which you're the hero, the person who is admired and desired, the one who is in complete control. So I thought, yeah, that's a good point. There, there could be more um, mm. going on here. Mm. And just a few paragraphs on, he says, um, you know, if we get, if we got into the rut of instinctively looking in the direction of porn when bad feelings come, the real problem is masked. And so very likely we think to ourselves, I've got a lust problem. But we fail to recognize that underneath something, underneath something deeper is going on. 
that we're not really addressing. So we never take it to Jesus to medicate, even though he's the best doctor. So, yeah, so is he a, talking about that as a uh, as an addiction? Uh, this one, not so much addiction. He's got little paragraphs on addiction and that, that cycle can continue. But um, mm. no, this is uh, a bit of a more general comment that, yeah, um, porn can sometimes be used just to, to bring relief when unpleasant emotions are around. So, um, yeah, like a, the word escapism stood out, escape stood out to me as you were reading that first quote. And mm. it does strike me that um, when we're feeling a, a, a sense of wanting to escape, wouldn't we want to go to God in that moment? But instead we go to lots of other things to numb or soothe or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, look, I think, um, yeah, Vaughan Roberts, The Porn Problem, a great little book. You can read it mm. in a couple of hours. And um, it's certainly it's on a topic that's kind of awkward to talk about, but I think yeah. it would be healthy for our um, in our Christian relationships, in our families, in our small groups to be... Yeah, I feel able to talk about this, and uh, yeah. this could be a good resource. Is it is it pitched mainly at men because porn is emergingly and increasingly becoming an issue for women as well? But often things are pitched at men. Yeah, What's the yeah. audience? Oh, actually, um, very generic. Yep, he says explicitly Great. that this is a problem for women as well. So there's yeah, uh, yeah, that's um, yeah, really good for both men and women. I'd say. Oh, cool. So it's the kind of thing you could imagine giving to someone? Yeah, for sure. No yeah. problem. Giving and maybe and ideally even sort of discussing a few weeks later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Huh. Well, this has been, been lovely. Sam, do you have any <laughs> final thoughts about that book? I interrupted you. Sorry about that. No, no, no. I thought, what are you going to be sharing at all or are we kind of wrapping up there? We are, we are wrapping up. We are out of time. We would usually have me share as well, but... Um, we have a commitment to about a 15 to 17-minute <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We're now up to about 18. So. That's right. That's exactly right. We've boldly gone beyond what beyond. we usually would. <laughs> Time always right. flies when Joe and I are chatting and flies even faster when you're joining us, Sam. So uh, <laughs> That's right. it has been a really fantastic chat. Yeah. Um, we hope you've enjoyed um, meeting Sam. Hopefully um, you'll get to meet him in person if you're around HBC or um, and when lockdowns end. But, um, yeah, thanks, Sam, for coming on. We also want to, yeah, really recommend you jump on and use our Time with God material. Um, you can, as he said, uh, you can jump on our webpage and it's in the resources section and you can download them for, for free. So enjoy those, indulge. Um, but other than that, we will head off and we'll talk next week. Fantastic. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Thanks Joe. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.